Hi, and welcome to Blank Bodies, a Vampire the Masquerade tabletop and horror podcast. I'm your host, Hunter, and as always, I'm joined by... This one. This one right here you're joined by. It's John. And our lore bot. James. Yeah, and uh, so today, uh, we're going to dive right in, uh, keep things simple, because we have put together a little how to get into vampire in 2023. It seems with everything happening in the world... Uh, we we left for vacation and we came back to chaos with the OGL and all that. There's never been a better time to learn how to play vampire or anything the fuck that's not D and D. Yeah. So we uh so I sat down. And I put together what I think is like a really good starter set mm-hmm. for players, and uh, we also reached out to our community, and uh, we've got some feedback on what helped them get into the game and what they think would help new players too. So hopefully we can give you guys some idea of like if you're interested or you have friends are interested, but you're not sure how to bring them into the like community, just some like simple steps for that. It can be intimidating jumping into a new game, especially if it's like if you're used to D&D, this is a very foreign system. So, yeah. And uh, so we're, my goal was to do this cheaply and easily. So there's a lot of books for this game, and I'm not going to mention most of them. Um <laughs> There is also some suggestions for non-official stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get started. Uh, no content warning. We're just vibing. I mean, mild content warning because we are just vibing. That's true. <laughs> you never know where our brains go. It's, it's scary. True. It's true. Uh, so let's start with uh, s- some tips for older players trying to bring in the youngins to the game. Um, I think the number one thing you can do with new players is just offer support and patience. Um, especially with people coming from other game systems like D&D or like Capes or Pathfinder. Like their goal is going to be, is I see a barrier, I swing a sword at it. Like that's what a lot of new players are going to be conditioned for. And Vampire's not that kind of game, but you also don't want to punish new players because it can be that kind of game. If that's what you're vibing and that's what you want to do, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think for someone's first Chronicle, just like, having the ability to have a little bit of a power fantasy and like have some dark undertones and you know get to play with the fucking cool powers these vampires have there's not a problem with that and i mean honestly my suggestion for if you just want to be like i'm an all-powerful vampire nothing can stop me just fucking set up do a dark say do a dark ages game set it in the dark ages yeah that's That's when you're just like oh first crusade Ah, i can run from you fuck off everybody else is just like look at my bullshit yeah you could like old if you want to get into, this is going to cost extra books, but this would be something that if you're an old player and trying to bring in like new D and D players and you're comfortable doing that, like, yeah, I think the old world dark ages stuff would be cool. And you could give them a setting that they're more used to. It's like, yeah, you can still be a knight, you know, you can still be a paladin, you can be a rogue, but you're also a vampire. You can't go out in the sun anymore. (laughs) I'm just saying if, if you have players that are just like, ah, I see a problem. I cast fireball. You can do that easily. And with, relatively little consequences in dark ages as opposed to real life where it's like i don't like that that guy took my coffee i'm gonna rip his head off now in the modern games it's like well um that's going on the internet (laughs) i think another big thing is um bringing in new players is just to be ready to tone down some of the heavier themes at first vampire can get very very dark we've listened to some of the like real world uh content episodes we've done like it explores some very real dark and heavy themes and unless you really know your players i think putting some of that on the back burner um would be a good idea i mean maybe have some more like black and white good and evil characters like yeah you guys are vampires but like that guy's a fucker 
Like, <laughs> you know, like have a real villain, have, yeah. uh, you know, ha- let the players be a little bit of the good guy at first, just to like learn the system and learn the world. And like, if you want to get dark as you go, like slowly they learn that maybe they're not as the good guys that they thought they were. They're becoming much more monstrous as the game goes. But I think front ending like that, like super heavy edginess will just scare people away. Mm-hmm. It definitely can. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys have any other uh, ideas for like older players who might be interested in bringing some new friends into things? Being flexible. Like yeah. um, you said patient understanding with people who are like, I play D and D I slay the thing. Yes. But also being like kind of flexible with your lore. Um, mm-hmm. If they've been playing D and D and that's all they've been playing, they don't know any of the 30 years of yeah. lore. And so when you say like, um, well, you know, Zamitsi wouldn't do that. They're like, I just learned what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. And it can be very discouraging. Instead, be like, if you're going to try to correct someone like that, then maybe try to guide them as much mm-hmm. as correct. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Question mark. Um, I would also state, uh, going off John's point, which would be interesting in a way to just be like, you can give them a power fantasy and take away some of the darker shit just you got to throw some of the lore out it's fine you can just use the system to play other things this game works perfectly fine is what we do in the shadows just take the take all the established power system just agree like everybody's gonna be a little goofy try and not be murdery but uh as long as you're not murdery we won't have the cam and like the second inquisition you just be goofy dumb vampires trying to drink the blood the drug blood to become wizards That'd be honestly kind of fun yeah. to just have like, uh, I, I mean, I'd be down to run like a, or, or play a one shot kind of thing where it is just like, let's play Vampire the Masquerade, but comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could get really silly. It could. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, the best place for the fish milk. Yeah. And I think like that, that's a good way to like introduce players to the lore is like maybe pick one or two big characters that you think are really cool that your new players might be interested and be like, oh, Prince Jackson walks in the room and like give them a little background on him and they interact with him and like as they play they can learn more about these characters and be like oh there's a whole book about that guy mm-hmm. oh i should go check that out like uh beckett that guy seemed really cool holy shit there's like a three thousand page novel <laughs> about that guy plus there's a smut rag about him yeah. <laughs> like i i i think just slowly showing the world them and letting them explore it and find out what it is they like in it would be is good um, uh, that finding out what it is they like in it, I think, is the emphasis on that personally. Yeah. Like, because you might think that uh, the Hakata are like the coolest thing on the fucking planet, and you might be super stoked about it. But if your players are kind of like, I mean, yeah, they're kind of cool, but like, I don't really like the whole zombie thing. I think it's overdone. Okay, that's cool. You can still have them in your game, but find it what, out what it is that they like if you're trying to get them into a new system. Yeah. Um, mm hmm. So let's jump into like actually like the books and stuff. And if you're a new player or interested in running the game, um, I think very upfront is the core book. Mm-hmm. Um, has all the main rules, the core clans, <laughs> basic intro lore. <laughs> oh no. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm late on this joke, but you said let's jump into the books. And I, it took this long for my bane to go, this isn't never ending story. This isn't somebody descending into fucking fantasy and rejecting reality. You can make that happen in your game. Actually, pretty easily. Uh Put a Ravnos and a Malkavian in the same room. Done. (laughs) Reality doesn't exist. 
Yeah, but uh, so I, the core book, it's got everything you're going to need. And I, I, I do warn you, though, um, it's not always the, it, the easiest reading order. Um, be ready to jump around, take things at your own pace. Um, there is, I'll talk about it a little more, but like there's a wiki where you can look up a lot of these rules. Like with any other game, like just get to where you feel comfortable and wing it. And as long as your players don't know you're winging it, those are the rules. Um, I think I've said it before. If you've ever been to a concert or if you've ever seen a play or if you've ever seen people perform anything live, how many times did you watch it and know, see, go, oh, they fucked up that. Almost never unless you're very familiar with whatever it is they're performing. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. As a storyteller, if your players don't know that uh, Toreador aren't the punchy ones, Look at that Toreador who's punching the shit out of something. There are a couple free supplements, too. Mm-hmm. Once you get comfortable with that, there is the Monster's Quick Start, which you might even be interested in trying before the core book. Yeah. Um, we played it, it when we first were getting into V5. It's a lot of fun. I think it's a really good intro to the setting. It's got pre-made characters with it, uh, pre-made adventure, and it kind of sets you up with some hooks to keep your game running. Yeah. I think it's a great intro. It's free. Um, there's also when, once you get ready with the core book to where you feel like you could use a little bit more, uh, and you're feeling a little comfortable, there's also the free vampire companion, which adds a couple new clans rules for like ghouls and mortals. Um, we have episodes about ghouls and stuff if you want to check that out, but it does add just a little bit more and it's free and who doesn't like free stuff. Mm-hmm. So that that's where I would go next. Um, and then if you're an ST and you're running, the game Mm -hmm. and you're more interested in trying to find more lore find that kind of thing i think one of the first ones i would recommend is the uh cam camaria or the anarch books Mm -hmm. Uh, those have a lot of lore they are mostly lore with a couple rules in them but it's mostly lore uh which is great for finding ideas for under your game but not necessarily a first purchase but i think it could make a good second purchase um and also if you're an st there's also a chicago by night book which gives you a full city to run i wanted to hop back real quick if that's cool yeah Yeah, sure um to the the cam and the anarch ones yeah and you know hunter said it'd be a good second purchase maybe and what i would say is like the core book has notes about the cam and the anarchs i Mm -hmm. think they even talk about the sabbat in there so you can get a feel for those factions before you buy the game and you can figure out, well, you know, the the cam doesn't really seem all that interesting to me right now. I don't really want to run the like political, like, you know, freedom and pri- or uh, freedom, privacy and security allegory. I don't really want to do that. But the Anarchs seem kind of cool. Well, just buy the Anarch book. You know, you have a very small flavor of it. Once you get that flavor, you can build on whatever you're more interested in. Yeah. And um, also for NSTs, like if you're not good at or if you like setting books, like if you're like me. And the few times I played things like D&D and I ran them, it was definitely with like the old, I was really into like second edition Ravenloft. Like I loved running the Ravenloft setting. Uh, I had a lot of fun with like Spelljammer. Like I never really played like, or at least I played, but I never really enjoyed running just like standard fantasy D&D. Um, I like these like interesting like settings and flavors. And that's kind of what the By Night books are for. V5 so far has Chicago By Night and it is like a full city it's got the full structure of Camer- the Camarilla, which is like the vampire um, power structure. It lays out the city, a bunch of different NPCs in it, what those people are up to and their goals and the who's butting heads with who. And like you could take that book and 
very easily run your game and then i think it's a tradition to set your vampire games in chicago i I mean that was one of the first books for the original run of the game um Mm -hmm. it's like it's just as tied to vampire as seattle is to shadow run so i think that that would be a good core place if you're not ready to try and build your own city which can be a lot we haven't even gotten to cover that on an episode yet i would like to but it's a lot of work it's a lot of work building your own city so if that seems intimidating i think that's a great place to start yeah if you're an st and you're looking for a couple other books there's also um the second inquisition and the sabbat which are kind of antagonist like i hate to say like monster manuals but like kind of monster manuals but they are essentially like the guys who are bad to all vampires they're they're the um the government and the church and the everyday guys taking up arms against the darkness fighters would be the second inquisition if you think it'd be fun to play a game where like humans and human organizations are chasing down your players that would be the book i would recommend and then the sabat book is great if you want some real evil fucking vampires to throw your party against mm-hmm. like um, if you want to touch on that like society of horror the sabbat's where you go i feel like because yeah. they are scary motherfuckers yeah. yeah and if you're not comfortable uh starting and writing your own adventures and stuff um there are a couple free ones uh there's two new year's ones now i haven't checked out the new one the first one that was called old sanguine uh a-u-l-d like old lang syne uh and it's it's really good i haven't played it but i've read through it and i really like it um there's a couple paid ones as well but i would definitely start with the monsters and the new year's ones they're free you can get a taste for them and if you want to keep doing that um there's also a bunch i'm only offhandedly mentioning this because we haven't really given into it but there's the storyteller vault yeah and there's like hey it, it's kind of like the dungeon masters guild for D. <laughs> but like there's a bunch of people posting books on there there's adventures there's um things converted from older editions like if you're the kind of person who just hoards books and reads and reads and reads like it's 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 the dungeon masters guild for vampire and there's like stuff that like official writers from the older editions and the current editions have worked on that mm-hmm. like oh we don't have space for that in the, in the official book all right i'm gonna publish it on this other book like yeah i think um and again fuck the ogl bullshit this is again why it's hilarious because you know uh world of darkness is perfectly fine with third-party content i think there's like two books out uh for the sabbat that are done by the guy that wrote the current sabbat that they just didn't put in and it's like oh did you want to play these things well we're we didn't want you to play them because they're bad guys but here's powers that you missed from old times and i've been pointing it out to john that john needs to look into it that um uh there's a lot of zamitsi stuff it's the stuff you were just like where's all my where's all my protein i want to slap someone's face and their face be melded together ah! yeah, i don't <laughs> think there's that bad i think the first level pro me uh protein one lets you if you fucking drink down a motherfucker and take their life force they're like oh yeah you just turn into them until the next time you feed oh, interesting like just automatically immediately after you're done no like i gotta take a second to just you know make yourself look at that it's like you no did morph. you kill them just <laughs> That's kind of cool. I dig that. Yeah. Um, but some of the other things, I believe um, Fall of London's a mo- uh, module, right? Yeah, yeah. so Fall of it's, London is... It's a paid one for sure. It's a full-size book. It's the same size as like the core book or some of the others. I don't know exact page count, but like it's a full hardbound book mm-hmm. that is one big adventure set in London uh, during some uh, very spicy things going on in the lore. Uh, I don't know if i would recommend it to a first time runner but if you get through like the quick start 
and some of these other things and you're ready for something a little beefier that would be a good one i think and was it a was it let the streets run red was that another module or was that I think cult it was of the blood gods cult of the blood gods is all information for vampire cults yes so if even more villains if you're into like call of cthulhu weird cults That'll, and stuff that also has another clan yeah there's a lot oh, yeah. because um, there's a there's a clan in the chicago book there's a clan in the cult of the blood gods book and i would say if you're a new player and you're only interested in clans though i would hold out they did announce this year that we are getting a player's guide. Mm-hmm. Player's guide is a book specifically for players, and it's a book almost entirely of character creation options. One of the things they said is their goal is to take everything that's been released as a character creation option so far and expand upon it. We don't know exactly what that means, but if you're only buying books to make a character, you might want to hold off till that comes before you check out some of the other stuff. Yeah. Just so you're not double buying things. I mean, unfortunately, I got a full shelf already, so it'll I'll have it double bought anyway. Don't say unfortunately. You collect the things. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I love them too. It's you just, double book it anyway. I don't. There's. Listen, I have three versions of the original core book for a reason. One <laughs> for reading. They're slightly different. Uh, well, I mean, they do have different art. I do think it's funny that I think on my shelf I had three versions of the Guide to the Camarilla. Yeah. I have an extra on accident because it was just like, uh. Yeah, don't don't become nightmare collector monsters like us. Uh, I don't know but, why, but I have four copies of the second edition Shadowrun uh, handbook. No, you want the dumbest thing that I have? Four copies. copies why of? do you need four fucking copies, John? You know the dumbest fucking thing I have multiple copies of? I have three copies of the Vampire the Requiem core book. Ew. Yeah, I know. I mean, I like Requiem, but that's too much Requiem. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. An- so another thing is, so that's all official, either official or third-party stuff. Um, if you're looking for help just going through it, like I mentioned, there's a wiki, and the wiki is really detailed. You can pretty much take any word that you see in that core book as you're reading through it and be like, well, I don't know what a Zemitz is. And then you type that in, and all of a sudden you have like paragraphs and references to who they are in the world, what they do, what that clan is about. Um, you can type in like the names of different abilities and to get clarification on it. I believe there's like ru- there's rules clarifications and stuff on there. It's, we'll get to our fan response in a little bit, but I think multiple people said that like the wiki was really what like helped cement them as playing and running the game beyond the books. Um, mm-hmm. I also want to shout out uh, Nerdbert, who did our custom sheet that we have available, and uh, Mr. Gone. Both create custom character sheets that you can print off or use online and fill out on your computer. Uh, they both do really great work. Um, so it's kind of a taste. Who do you think looks nicer or works better for what you're trying to do? Uh, they both, like I said, they both do great work, and they've been around, especially Mr. Gone. I think he's been around since like third edition early he's been around for a long time um another thing that i've been advising to players while we're not sponsored by them um i wanted to get into a mage which is another game set in the vampire world and i couldn't find anyone to play with um i found a website called start.playing and on it you can find um sts who are you can hire to run games for me you can hire someone to run a custom game for you or there's games being offered all the time like oh wednesday at seven o'clock someone's running like a vampire intro game one thing that i think a lot of people helps is sitting down just playing the game and if you want to run it for your friends but like i would like to play it once or twice just to get comfortable you could for 10 bucks you could probably play two four hour games and like learn the system make a character and like 
get into it even if you don't continue playing there forever i think it's really good to like learn the system like mages i think notoriously hard to crunch down in some of the older rules it's very esoteric as a game about mages should be but uh you know i sat down and i played it i played a couple games of it with a couple different sts and like feel like i understand it a little bit at least a little bit um <laughs> you can never understand it fully mm-hmm. but yeah that's a that's some place i mean you can also you know there's game finders on reddit um i think people do game finding uh chats on like twitter and all over the place so i mean hell i don't mean to toot our horn here but like don't join our discord yeah, we have people on there talking about lore all the time, and like I am, I, I will speak for all of us. We are all very proud of our community and how supportive everyone is, and how excited we are to share our hobby. Mm-hmm. So, if you're new to this, you're intimidated by it. Hang out, we'll we'll get you up to speed. Yeah, no, it's not hard. Yeah. There's even people run games. People run one shots. People have been running games that have been going on for like a year now. Uh, there's other systems other than Vampire. Like everyone's super friendly, so come chill with us. Um, so. Do you guys have any other third-party help or anything you'd suggest? Just for a basic, I'm getting into this, and... I mean, you can always watch New York and L.A. by night. That'll definitely give you... Like, that's not how your game's gonna go, guys. They definitely talk this over, and they have a slight overview before... And they're professional actors. Yeah, like, they they know. Like, Mm -hmm. they they know a fair bit. There is some improv in there, but this will give you a little bit of, like, this is kind of what it's like. Kind of. You'll, and you'll learn lore. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, some of the, the lead developers of this ha- are working on that show. Mm-hmm. So, like, they they pull the real-life lore in and make it a little bit more digestible. At least for me, it is, because, mm-hmm. like, I have to read a paragraph, like, five times for it to actually stick into my brain. So, watching someone play through it can, can be really helpful as well, like you were saying, James. That's the Cult of Ecstasy showing from you. Yeah. 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 But uh, one of the things I also did was because we have uh, that Discord community and we have our patron, uh, Patreon, uh, I reached out to some of our listeners and I wanted to get their responses for um, how they felt, what helped them, what got them into the game. So yeah, here's some here's what some of our listeners said. Uh, Larry from our Patreon said that I find the high level shows have been most intriguing to me. The Camarilla versus the Anarchs, etc., rather than the individual clan episodes. Now, those are invaluable for getting the nuances of the different clans, but for beginners, I think uh, those are better after you've gotten your f- first gulp of Kool-Aid. So they're specifically talking about episodes of our show. Um, and I, what basically what he's recommending is, like, we have some episodes that are just, like, this is what the Camarilla is about. This is what the Anarchs about. This is, like, actual vampire history. We've done a lot of episodes in like that, and he thinks that those are be better than trying to be like all right well i'm just gonna learn the history of the gangrel for three hours or whatever we put out <laughs> right. it was a lot like so that is larry's suggestion that's uh, a good that's a good suggestion yeah i was about yeah. to say don't i'm not telling anyone not to listen to any of our episodes but i'm just like if you have to choose an order to listen to our episodes only listen to the clan ones for a game if you're just like hyper fixating and that's like your character you're gonna be doing that that one's fine i'll i'll personally like again Sorry to promo our own shit on yeah, our own exactly. shit, but we put the episodes, especially the beginning episodes, we put them out in a specific order for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's what we thought was the most important stuff, which was what the fuck is this game into, and, and we started working toward that lower level, more detailed thing stuff. So yeah. 
Larry's got a great point. Building on it, you could start at episode one, I feel like, and that's probably good. Yeah. Or if or episode or jump around, do whatever yeah. the fuck you yeah. want. I don't care. I, if you really just want to get into it, but learn the basics, I would say start at episode two because the first one's basically just us introducing ourselves. That's in the true. System. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but I mean, it's a it's fun. We're figuring out what we're doing. It's not our proudest episode, but like, eh. I don't actually eat children. That's fair. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> on that new diet. Um, <laughs> Uh, this next one is from Andreas, um, and he said that he's played many times with new joiners into the game, and I've realized the main thing to highlight is breakdown in-game versus common knowledge myths around vampires. Many times we had to stop the game to reinterpret stuff, like garlic doesn't hurt you, the cross doesn't necessarily affect you unless you put points into it, you, you do cast shadows, stuff like that, that a lot of players assume, oh, I'm a vampire, I can or can't do this. That is true. There are a lot of differences between mm-hmm. like vampire myth and what happens in this game. Um, he also said that he omits the sex from the start, limiting it, limiting it to simply to vamps who want to control each other, fight for survival, or simply enjoy bedlam. Uh, sticking primarily with the seven core clans, and uh, even if he doesn't like it, sometimes presenting them with D&D classes, which might players might be more familiar with. So like Bruja can be kind of like a warrior, Gang- Gangrel are more druidish, Tremere are like blood wizards. Um, Shitty blood wizards, go on. And uh, you're not bothering m- mu- too much with Kane's myth or generation uh, and just not letting new players play Malkavians. Um, Fair. We did a whole couple episodes on the malkavians if you're curious but essentially their clan bane is mental illness and like fracturing of their self and their mind and that's a lot for a new player who has no idea what the world's like trying to play a broken person in that world yeah um that i would that alone is a reason to not let that um Mm -hmm. regarding the books i only show the core one with clans uh and then um like the basic things they can do like mending wounds blood surge blush of life that kind of thing um and this is a really good recommendation too if players are gamers i would recommend to play the 2004 bloodlines game oh fuck yeah it's like a perfect introduction mm-hmm. to the setting mm-hmm. so that game can be a little difficult to get running it is from 2004 um there what what supplies it with the uh, patch written in? GOG. If you buy it on GOG, it has the patch pre-written in, and, and it's defaulted to play as close as to the core experience was supposed to be with fixes, so you don't have to worry about running patches or anything. It should run on the newest version of Windows. Steam does not have the patch included, last well, I knew. Steam doesn't have the patch included, but if you buy it on Steam, the first comment literally under it is a link to the fucking patch. Okay. Yeah, they'll they'll link you to the forum with the patch and also the potential third-party DLCs if you want, where they're just like, do you want to play other clans? Do you want to play Sabat? Here you go. Cool. We need need to do a Bloodlines episode eventually. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I need to replay it. Um, I just want to... I just want to replay it as a Malkavian because everybody's like, it's a different game. Be like, go on. It's a completely it really different is. game. Don't play Malkavian your first playthrough. Oops. Um. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I played a Malkavian and then a Toreador. Yeah. And I was like, this is not the same game. Oh, yeah. fuck that. I was trash. I just went venture. I'm like, dominate is bullshit. Mm. It, it's literally just, that's any role-playing game. It's just like, ah, oh, we're having a dialogue tree. Fuck you, do what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to jump back, though, I really liked showing the core book just the seven clans and then base mechanics like getting someone into a game i feel like the more rules you throw at them 
off the bat, the more those rules, one, are going to get conflated and hard to understand and two, like intimidate slash overwhelm. So I think it's great. Yeah, just like Mm -hmm. some of the rules don't matter that much. So don't use them off the bat. Um, You know, again, as rule zero, you are the ST and this game is here to have fun. And if, you know, the um, clan Banes you feel like are not as fun, don't use them off, you know, at least not right off the bat. Yeah. Um, Our listener, Sam said that uh, the wiki helped me with figuring out basic details with lore and politics, as well as get the basics down for the clan. It's like spark notes for vampire. Also, this really cool podcast my friends made. (laughs) So thank you. Thanks, Sam. (laughs) But that is a good way to look at the wiki. Um, It is like spark notes. Like if you don't have the time or the interest to maybe sit down and read 30 pages of lore at a time, but you find something you think is interesting, go look at the wiki. It's mm-hmm. like two pages equivalent of text and it'll cover a lot in broad strokes. And then when, if you're like, I want to know more, then you can go back and learn the book and get like the de- finer detail. Right. I think it's a, that's a really good one. Um, mm-hmm. Our listener, Brian said that best of all was to sit down and play a good ST can hand guide a lot of people to the mechanics. Enthusiasm from fans is what taught me the lore. Same with Warhammer. Yeah. Yeah. So just play yeah. it. Like I, I suggested, there's a lot of places you can find games online. Like just try and play the game and it'll teach you what you need to know. And then you can do the same with your friends. Yeah. And play the game. And it, near the end of his comment there um he mentioned like being with people like find other people who like it if you want to try out a game find someone else who is kind of into that game if they're into that game they're going to be excited to to show it to you you know if somebody comes up to me and is like i haven't really ever played vampire but i've heard of it like what do you think i get excited i i get stoked to be like oh check it out it's this 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 and i'll talk to him about it and, you know, I'll point them to resources usually and people who are in this hobby and in this uh, game care about it and want other people to care about it, too. And they want to talk about it. Yeah. And they, they want to talk about it. That's why we do it, because now you guys can't stop us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're what? doing this show for coming on two years and we know what we know because we sat down and talk about it every yeah. week. And, and I've only been shot at once. It's true. <laughs> my name's getting better <laughs> um uh lola said that uh for mechanics what helped me the most was teaching it to others repeatedly for lore i used random internet searches and just a mix up of whatever videos and wiki stuff is available the books themselves for v5 feel like springboards or bumpers to me more than gospel so i do find myself referring back to them or a foundation but not frequently for like what is a vampire um I would say that the books as a way act as a way to double check what I'm thinking, but they don't feel like the primary resource and I don't find myself compelled to necessarily dig into them for fun. Play is the primary teacher while researching being driven from a need and generally being to outside sources and then the books for verification. But to start, I think read the whole core book cover to cover once and then back through the meat once, then referring to it whenever you need it. Yeah, just read the book. Maybe broad strokes, read it again, and then play. Mm-hmm. Play, <clears throat> play, 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 play. It's gonna. You're not gonna be good at it at first, but you're never good at anything at first. So mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah. And then uh, Omen um, said that reading was a good baseline for me, but I learned to play 
best by doing. Sitting down in my free time and just making sheets for characters, whether I planned on using them or not, also helped a surprising amount. Lore was something I primarily learned from watching actual plays, lore pod, lore videos, and podcasts. Yeah. yeah. So I think the common core thing is here is just like find a way to play it, read the book, and play. Yep. Also made a really good point. Like I know when I first started playing role playing games, it was second at D and D, and that's not um, a simple system <laughs> at all. But I can't tell you how many character sheets as a kid I just filled out because I'd be like, oh, I have this cool idea for a rogue. I'm learning how to build a rogue today. And I'd look at the books, build a rogue. I can tell you I think I played like eight of those characters, you know, like binders full of all these things that I created. And it like, one, it helps you feel more comfortable with the character system. If you then go to storytell, you know that you know the skills that people might have, you know the attributes you need to be calling out. You're comfortable with a character sheet, which is kind of a lot. Um, so yeah, that's a great suggestion. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Witch Knight Black uh, said, I know I got really impatient with the V5 core book and not having information where it's made sense to me to have it. And so the wiki helped a lot, particularly when it came to understanding more about ghouls in the world at large. I did revisit the book afterwards, but it took patience. And I think that's fair. I think V5 does have a bit of a presumption that you've played some of the older editions or a little bit more familiar with things. Yeah. Um, but don't let that intimidate you. Just like read it, take it at your own pace and like, ask friends other people in the community our discord wherever you go like just ask people for clarification when you're confused um i've found largely that like vampire players are not going to be like aggressive or like oh you didn't know or like they're just like stoked to talk about this stuff so like never feel like you don't know enough to play to join a group to reach out to people like you could know nothing and be like i like I like Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, cool. Come play with us. Right. Yeah. I mean, in games we have currently, like one of the the players that we play with right now um, didn't know much of anything over the system. And you know what he did? Created just a really young vampire. And then now he's learning more and more and more about it and growing as a player. It's it's cool. Oh. And we got two more. And it looks like this last one kind of agrees with that. It's just... Yeah. Don't be afraid to ask the community or your fellow table questions. A lot of the people you'll meet in VTM communities would be more than happy to answer some questions for a newcomer might have or help explain more obscure things. We all had to start somewhere. And that's from Box Meetsy Arts and Crafts. <laughs> that's such a good name. <laughs> yeah, it is. But yeah, I mean, I, th I think peop people are just willing to help each other out. And so don't be afraid. And our last one comes from uh, Marty. So probably not weirdly at all. A thing that led to some big breakthroughs for me about role-playing an immortal character, an immortal damned character, was reading Interview with the Vampire. I consumed a fair bit of vampire-related media, Dracula, Twilight, Underworld, when I was first thinking about S-ting for Vampire the Requiem game. And they say, I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> but the psychology only really clicked for me in the monologues and conversations between Louis and Lestat. The MC series sparked an interest in going back and digging into the books in the Tom Cruise movie, No Regrets. Lore-wise, or at least World of Darkness specifically, something I found a super low barrier for entry was uh, Vampire the Masquerade Coteries of New York. It's a visual novel game. It made learning the VTM vocabulary super intuitive, and I recommend it to folks who want a sense of the world's uh, genre or flavor. And that's a good idea. Holy shit, that's a great idea. I didn't even yeah. think about that. Yeah, I, I always forget those visual... I'm not a visual novel guy, so I've, I've played one or two of them, but I always forget to recommend those to people if... If you're down with like 
something a little more like chill and reading a book and like interacting with it and like that's a really good way to basically interact with a vampire the masquerade book Mm -hmm. which i think is rad yeah it's super cool yeah there's also a couple more video games um there's blood hunt which is basically like a Fortnite style low lore a lot of uh combat um and then yeah there's a bunch there's a bunch i can't name them all but if video games are your thing they're definitely around there's also a comic book series i think comic books are easier to read than books too it's like oh i read a comic book it was the equivalent of two paragraphs of text over an entire book (laughs) yeah and it told an entire story yeah yeah so that is also something i recommend other than that though i think that's a pretty good intro for new players unless you guys have anything else you would uh like to throw I think we've said pretty much everything. People who like this hobby want to share it. Never feel like, you know, scared to ask questions. Never feel afraid to look silly because we've all looked silly with this game. Mm -hmm. It's kind of part of it, really. Like, If you want to feel really good, and I'm sure they're all great people, and I'm sure they're having the time of their life, there's an old world book called The Book of Props. And it is all pictures from LARPs of people making like cardboard onks and like fake altars <laughs> and stuff. Yes. And like, it's rad. It's from the early yeah. 90s. I love it. It's just like a piece of history. But like, never feel silly in this uh, community and the people playing it, like, because you don't know something or you, you're you afraid you might be a little goofy wear, trying to wear a robe or leather jacket or whatever your character like. This is a very LARP heavy game and like yeah. height of the 90s cringe that you can imagine was going on with this. Like it's fun. You just like let yourself go with it. It's a good time. Yeah. It's never yeah. really stopped. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one of the games I was playing on the server, we we had cameras on, but like we weren't recording it or anything. And I would legit like slick my hair back and put on like a button up shirt and like a vest and a tie because my character would wear that stuff. And it just made it fun. Yeah, I, I bought a special... Oh, I was talking about the cringe. Oh, from the 90s? Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean... That's part of the fun, though. Like, That's I, part of it, yeah. I, I'm playing a character, Yannick, um, who is a Eastern European DJ, and I bought like a very 90s like color-blocked windbreaker for when I'm playing him. It's a lot of fun. Legit, nice. though, that is pretty cool. It's a cool jacket. I love that jacket. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess uh, thanks for listening. I want to thank Paralyzed for our theme song. Um, if you want to follow us, we're all over social media. We're at Twitter at blank underscore bodies, Instagram at blank bodies pod. There's a TikTok over at blank bodies podcast. And I run a Tumblr at blank bodies pod as well. Um, and if you'd like to support us at all, we have a Patreon, uh, for five bucks, you get a special discord title and you get to voice your opinions on like random questions and stuff like Mm -hmm. this that are just happen at my whim. Um, (laughs) at the elder tier though, you get a discord title you get a vote on polls for what we cover on the show and sometimes i'll do random polls for episodes that i think that would be fun and just to gauge interest um we also are working on putting up show notes hopefully we'll have those up soon uh for that tier we have a harpy tier where you get discord title able to vote on polls um you get uh the show notes and resources and sarah will do a uh, character sketch for you black and white if for the first month and if you stick with it for a full year she'll do a full color illustration for you it's pretty dope mm-hmm. sarah yeah. makes neat yeah, art good. good stuff good stuff yeah and then uh our final tier is a hundred dollars you can join the blood tier i also do an interview series um <laughs> you can check it out it's not always vampire related uh we recently interviewed the creator of vast grim for his upcoming kickstarter yeah. if you're into like sci-fi morkborg horror punk stuff 
that well not horror punk but horror and punk yeah the not the genre the two genre um (laughs) that's on there i've interviewed people who create um osr content black metal and like dungeon synth tapes that come with adventures and stuff i've interviewed people who do live stream games and if you're interested in coming in shoot me an email at uh blankbodies at gmail.com i always looking for cool new people to come talk to yeah um and i think that's it yeah goodbye bye goodbye